saying, oh, it's okay to record. For all those people that uh, registered that didn't get to come, welcome to Burgess Power Hour. It is April, 2023. Let's all just take a deep breath, shall we? Ah, okay. Welcome everyone. I'm glad you are here tonight, today, wherever you're thinking of, wherever you're logging in at this moment on the planet. Uh, this is going to be about how to deal with fear and anxiety. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm assuming that maybe perhaps this resonates with uh, some of you. That's why you're on. Or maybe you just want to connect with other like-minded individuals. And for those of you who have never been on my Power Hour, uh, we do very experiential type of experiences here. Uh, every month it's different. And uh, I am Bird Smith Lyons and I have been um, the founder of Essence of Being. And uh, we do a lot of programs all around the world. I've taught on six continents and I've been doing this for 45 years, so I'm old. And Essence of Being has been around for 30 years now. So we're, our, we are doing programs and workshops and online and everywhere else in the world, live in person, and have launched the Conscious Leadership Academy. So you can read more about all of that, essenceofbeing.com. You can go there and check us out. Uh, also, there's a lot of other things that we do, but I'm not going to bore you with all of that now. Uh, I just welcome all the, the newbies and all, all my elders. Welcome back and all, all of our graduates. So I do, ex uh, a lot of times uh, with these power hours, we do experiential type of things, which is writing things down, going into the subconscious beliefs around certain things, different topics that we do. Uh, but tonight um, we're going to do perhaps a little bit different. I am going to give you a bunch of tools on how to deal with fear and anxiety perhaps, and to, perhaps bring you into a new perspective why this is happening and what this is all about and why we go into fear and what to do about it. And also I'm going to be doing a meditation as well. So that's a little bit different. Uh, I like to do different things each month. So there will be a meditation uh, at the end that you will have, because if you've registered for this, you will get the copy of this recording and you will be able to uh, download it and have it. So you can use that anytime, okay? That you might feel you need it <laughs> or would like it. So without further ado, does anybody have any questions before I uh, begin or anything you wanna say? All right, all righty. So fear, there, so for some of us, this fog of fear is around us at times it permeates. And I, I feel like whenever we're in fear, and of course there's two thought systems you can be in, you're either in fear or love. Those are the two choices. It always boils down to that. You're either in love or fear because you can't be in both places at once necessarily. But my thought is that when we get into fear it's because we can't control something. We go into fear if we can't control it or we conjecture it like meaning that we project perhaps the what ifs because it's an unknown. So we don't know when it's gonna stop or we don't know anything about what's gonna happen. There are a lot of unknowns. And so we try to control 
things by projecting it into the future, into our future mind. So there are two types of fear that I want to kind of latch on with for a moment. The first fear is that kind of fear um, that we assess if we're in danger. You know, it's that reptilian brain many of you might know about where we understand, are we in, are we in danger? Are we safe? We have to assess that. Are we, are we safe or are we not safe? And if we're not safe, what are we going to do about it? And so that's where that auto, that uh, autonomic nervous system kicks in. That's that reptilian brain. Maybe you've heard of fight, flight, freeze. Those are the responses that that can go in. So our reptilian brain kicks into high gear because our free, our pre, I'm getting a little sciencey for you a minute, for a minute. Our prefrontal cortex doesn't know what to do about it yet. Okay, we just need to assess whether we're in danger or not. And we have to fix it if we're in danger. So this type of fear is important to us. It's, it's important to have that kind of response sometimes in case we're in the middle of some kind of trauma or chaos, those types of things. But for many of us, we may freeze. So maybe one of our responses, we know what fighting is and we know what flight is, we're running. You know, we run away because the bear's chasing us, right? But the freeze part is really interesting. It's, I feel like it's the lowest uh, part, I guess, the lowest way we, we can um, try to control our fear because it might look like you get stuck. You just freeze. You're afraid. You're afraid to do something, so you just don't do it and you freeze. And so we can call this learned helplessness. Because maybe we've been told in our lives, don't move, shut up, sit still, don't worry. So it could become a learned helplessness that we have to break through in order to get through our fear. So in order to break through that freeze moment of stuck, sometimes we have to discharge it. That's the best way to actually discharge when you're frozen with fear and you don't know what to do next, okay? And that's your response right now, whether it be, I just, I'm afraid to move forward, whatever that might look like to you. Um, dissipating it, nature, nature does this perfectly. Think about a bird. What does a bird do? A bird comes in and hits against the glass of a window or the window and it falls and it's stunned and it's frozen for just a minute. So what does it do? Okay, I'll answer. You, I'm so used to people answering and responding. So what does a bird do? It dissipates. It dissipates that energy. It just kind of shakes it off and it kind of like flusters itself and tries to get out of that, that uh, frozen place. And it's, it's truly what, that's truly what nature intends for us to do. Shake it off shake off our wings. It gets us out of our freeze mode. Okay. So if you find yourself in that learned helplessness place and saying, you know, I've got to do something, I've got to discharge this. I've got to, I've got to get out of this space. One of the things, one of the best ways that I know to do that is just discharge by laughing or crying or walking or beating a pillow or screaming or dancing or moving your body, 
And your voice is really, really important to discharge that freeze moment where you're just not sure what to do. So one of the best ways I know to discharge is just take a big breath. So let's do that. One of the best ways to really have uh, a release uh, when you're in fear or anxious is just breathe. I mean, it sounds simple and it is, but we forget, we hold our breath when we're afraid. We hold our breath when we're anxious about something. So let's just take a big breath together. Ready? Let's take a big breath. Ah, and I would do that again, and I invite you to use your voice just to relax, release that. Ready? Ah. So, how do you feel? Reset. I feel reset. Okay. Good. Yeah, it's a it's a very, very easy, quick way just to stop, reset, great word, release. And what it does is it also gets us present. OK, so if you take a big breath and you just breathe and release it, and also if you use your voice, that helps dissipate that as well. OK, um, there's a thing called box breathing which again, like I said, tonight, we're going to do, I'm going to give you a bunch of tools. All right. And then we'll do a meditation, but I want to kind of give you different perspectives. Box breathing is when you breathe in for four counts and you breathe in through your nose and you go and you hold your breath for four counts. So it's in two, three, four, hold two, three, four, and then release and breathe out for five counts. It's, it's brilliant because what you do, you're basically making a little box. You breathe in for four counts, hold four counts, breathe out for five counts, and you can even use the ah. Okay. You could do that in the bathroom. You could do that at your office, just kind of walk away in a corner somewhere. Wherever you want to do that, you can, and that helps dissipate. Okay. It helps dissipate that anxiety. It helps dissipate anything that you're afraid that you don't know how to control or any of the fear. It's a very quick way to do that, okay? All right, so there's that's the first type of fear. The second kind of fear is that fear about the unknown, the one that hasn't happened yet. It's the one that we project into the future. We're not sure what's going to happen. So we project and we conjure it in our minds of all the images and all the things that we don't know and that we're afraid of that could happen. So we put our mind in the future. So whenever there's, I don't know, a tragic event or a man-made or a, a natural event, it gives us pause sometimes. And then we think about, well, is this going to happen to me? And why is this happening? And what can we do about it? So again, one of the things you can do is take a breath. That's the first step. And life can feel sometimes when you start projecting into the future about what could be, life can start becoming like a hurricane. If you think about it, life can feel like a hurricane sometimes when you're swept up in the chaos and you're moving around, you're swept up in all of the things. things uh, something can change in an instant. 
let you know, it could put you right into a spiral of moving around like a hurricane. Like maybe you get a diagnosis or maybe there's a life that's cut too short and it, it's put you into a spiral or a job ends or a relationship ends or an accident, something happens. And these outside experiences, when that happens, it has a potential to really, we go into chaos sometimes, don't we? Yeah, and we can plummet. So sometimes we're unable to make decisions and take action when is needed most. Again, you go to that freeze place or maybe some of us take action, but they don't, don't make any sense. You know, you take action. You're like, why did I just do that? Why am I hoarding toilet paper? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. So it's because it's one way that we can control it. We're looking for the control again because we feel out of control. We go right into that controlling part. And so while we're being swept around in the chaos and we're moving around like a hurricane, that remember there is an eye in the hurricane. And that eye is that calm place, that stillness. So we can observe the storm throwing us around and throwing other people around and getting knocked by debris. And we, the, the point is, if we can remember that we have control our, over our own thoughts, our own beliefs, our own actions, and that it, we won't allow anything to knock us off our center. We all have that eye, and it's not just the eye of the hurricane, it's the big eye, like the letter I, not this eye, okay? It's the letter I. If we allow other things from the outside to knock us off our center, then it's hard to sometimes get back into that center place. So does that make sense, everybody? Yeah. So... It's hard sometimes to get back. So I'm going to help us kind of figure this out. We can stand in that eye and you say, I am standing in the eye that I am. I'm centered inside. And I know the truth for me is all is well. You go inside the center of that hurricane. Be very still. And we can't experience the storm. We can observe it but not absorb it. So as long as we're observing the storm around us, okay, we can do that and resist that doubt and fear while we're observing it. We don't have to get caught up in it. And you know that inside the eye all is well. And you know that at your core, this is, this is the power hour part that I'm giving you, okay, the inspirational part that we're perfect and we're whole. You are not your fear. So somewhere in this dance between being a human and the divine, okay, that there's a little small voice that resides in us, ready to guide us so we can navigate the storm. So if we fight it, what we resist, what happens? What we resist persists, right? It continues. Therefore, it's important that we relax into the present moment. So just go ahead right now and relax into the present moment right now. Look to your left. Now look to your right. 
and observe what's there. Just notice what's there. Call it out to yourself. Oh, there's a bush. There's the sunlight. There's my desk. There's that picture of John Lennon. You know, you look around to your left and to your right and call out what you see. And then you can step into perhaps being a little bit grateful, just a little bit, being grateful and appreciating what you see right in front of you for all these present moments that you can really look on and reflect. Wow, I have a, I'm inside. I'm not, there's like a, a roof here. I'm on, I'm talking to you guys right now. I'm in a computer that's working. I have internet. You know, it can be those just little things that we take for granted sometimes. So resisting life flow, that, that's basically resisting that present moment, that causes the pain and suffering because we resist it. So when we try to control our external circumstances, we can create resistance. So to the perfection of the moment, that's what we're looking for, being at the moment, the chaos of the storm clouds around us, okay? That can cloud our vision. We forget, oh, that's right. We're unable to act because we're in the middle of a storm. I encourage us to really settle into that big eye. To listen to that small voice. The truth of our being. Our perceptions of reality can really become clear. We can also let go of any falsehoods or limiting beliefs so we're able to act with more freedom and clarity. Is this making sense to you guys? I have a question. Yes. So there's the fear of the unknown. Does yeah. uncertainty fit in that? Is that uncertainty? Yes. To me it is. Because for me, there's times that it doesn't have to be a big event for me. Um, I find that if I'm uncertain about something very small, like if I'm going to do something right or if I'm going to proceed, what's going to happen. So that uncertainty, that un that's the unknown. Yeah, it can be very small and subtle. And that fear is always it's sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's what you do with the fear. It's, it's basically, in my opinion, if we look at fear and we know it's there and try not yeah. to sweep it under the rug and try to just say, well, I'm not going to think about that, you know, and do the Scarlet O'Hara. I'll think about that tomorrow. And basically we try to ignore it. What happens is our fear keeps creeping back in. It says, wait a minute, look at me. I'm still here. What are you going to do about it? And so if we can learn, this is truly one of the gifts of uh, really moving, I'm getting a little esoteric on this, but moving into unity instead of duality, I feel like being able to embrace the fear, right? Embrace the, the shadow with the light. Embrace the right, the wrong, the good, the bad. Embrace it all. Embrace it means acknowledge that it's there. And if we acknowledge that our fear is there, then maybe... It will hear, it will abs, you know, I look at it as a thing. It's like, oh, I see you. I see you fear. You can't scare me. I got you. I know you're, I know I got it. I see you and I acknowledge that you're there. 
and I'm moving, I'm moving through it instead of trying to compartmentalize and hide it. And it keeps knocking at your door. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Thank you. So for me, Sue, did you, hi, Sue. I see you there. Hi. Did you want to add anything to that? No? Okay. Sue's one of our beautiful uh, Essence of Being coaches, and she's going to be there for us um, to support us through all of this as well. So I, I feel like if we could stand up in our integrity, just stand for who we are and know that we are the eye of that hurricane, allowing any outside influence to, to move us in any certain way, just make sure that we stand back up, you know, stand out, stand in that eye. So a new perspective perhaps uh, is that maybe storms create a path of destruction, but they are still expressions of creative energy, aren't they? Yeah. So when a storm clears the path, you know, the flowers grow. So as many of you know, who, you know, done essence of being with me, you know, how breaks, we sometimes we have a breakdown in order for us to break through, in order for us to break free. So that's kind of how I hold fear and anxiety is that we're going through a breakdown, wherever that is, it's moving us toward a breakthrough. And on the other side of that is breaking free. So that might be a new paradigm for some of you, but sometimes come, sometimes we need a dramatic uh, example of what isn't working in our life in order to shift energetically to recognize what we do want. It's like the story of uh, the Wizard of Oz and Dorothy. She's living in this uh, black and white world that she lived in. And she, what was she doing? She was like um, looking around her environment and going, wow, I want to somewhere over the rainbow. She wanted to go somewhere else, right? So she was not happy with where she was. And then what happened? A big storm came, right? The tornado came. And it brought her to a new place. So it, it allowed her a new way of looking at things, a horse of a different color. It allowed, she walked out of that storm and all of a sudden a new perspective, there was color in her life. And so when you have a storm happen in your life or something that happens that you're afraid of or that you don't want to meet or you're anxious about, uh, you could look at it as it's taking you to a new place. So when you're spinning around in that eye, just remember that could be a new place that you're going to. You open the door and all of a sudden from that black and white world, you're going to see color, right? And you're going to have guides walking you all the way down that yellow brick road to find your golden opportunity to come to the Emerald City, which by the way, the Emerald is a heart chakra. So you're finding your way to your heart. So you follow that yellow brick road, finding your heart, and along the way, you're showered with all of these gifts. They may not feel like gifts at times, but they can be. They're showing you courage. courage. They're showing you love, right? They're showing you some wisdom. That's that Tin Man, Lion, and Scarecrow was all about. They were guides. So... What we find, though, is when she gets to the Emerald City, what is the wizard? There wasn't a wizard. She had all the answers all along, her own inner knowing. 
that whole time she had the power to create a new life at any moment. And that all of these characters in her life colored her world. But she couldn't see them when they were black and white. So she couldn't say things in a different way. So I encourage us all to look at things perhaps in a different way. And so when we have these things that happen to us or we think they're happening to us, because my belief is that we co-create things. But my point is when things are happening or we're afraid of what's next or we're not sure where to turn or we're anxious about something, just remember that hurricane and that you are the eye. You have control of that. You are in control of not allowing outside influences to affect you and to embrace the storm because you know something's coming and it can be the highest good for all concerned. I always, what I always say, whatever's happening, it's the highest good for all concerned. And if there's a lot of poop around, there's got to be a pony somewhere. So stop looking at the poop and look for the pony because the pony's there, okay? Um, all right. So another thing that could be happening with fear and anxiety is that we might feel, um, I don't know, angry. Maybe you feel sad or maybe you feel trapped or concerned about something or maybe it's even grief. So David Kessler, I don't know if you guys know him, he wrote the book with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross Kubler about the sages of grief. And he said that this is what people feel. They have this anticipatory grief. They're anticipating they're going to be grieving, right? It's that second fear I was talking about, that future mind. We're going to anticipate the what ifs. It's that feeling we get that we don't know what the future holds. We're uncertain. You know there's a storm coming, but you don't know when or where or how. And it's uncertain. So this kind of grief is confusing to people because our primitive mind knows that something could be happening or could be coming, but you can't see it yet. And this can break our sense of safety. And that's why people go into fear. We're feeling this loss of safety or almost maybe safety, maybe we won't be safe. So understanding these stages of grief is, I think, kind of cool to put a new perspective on it. And by the way, these stages aren't linear. They don't happen necessarily in order. Uh, but remember, they're denial, anger, bargaining, sadness, and of course, acceptance is the last part. And the acceptance is where the power lies. We find our control when we feel out of control. <laughs> I love that. So we find that control out of feeling out of control. And so to me, that's the key. The anticipatory grief going into the future. So imagining the worst. So let me, if, if that's you, I'm going to give you a tool, okay? If you do that. So again, it's always coming back to the present moment, being grateful, that appreciation, looking around the room. So you look around the room, like I said before, 
and find something that you can be grateful for. I'm grateful that we're here now connecting. I'm grateful that we're talking. I'm grateful that we're okay at this moment. I have food. I have food in my belly. I'm not sick. So use your senses and think about what you can feel. Okay. You can touch your desk or your chair. You can touch a soft blanket. You can feel the breath coming into your nose, breathing in and out, listening to sounds. This is really simple using your senses, but it's very powerful. And you, it helps you let go of what you think you can't control because you're not thinking about controlling anything. It's bringing you present to where you are right now. And I, I get it. You know, sometimes we feel, we don't want, we don't want to feel, we don't want to feel. <laughs> we want to numb out. Well, I don't want to feel that. Because some of us might think, oh my God, I'm going to get stuck there. It's a bottomless pit. I don't want to feel angry. I don't want to feel upset. I don't want to feel stuck. I don't want to feel sad. Because I'm afraid that if I do that, it'll never go away. So sometimes our feelings are our way out. And if you are one of those types of people that shut your feelings down, you don't have a rudder because our feelings can be our guide. But for many of us, we think, oh, the gang of sadness is going to overrun me. I'm going to just feel sad for my entire life and I'll never get out of it. But really what it does is, is it moves us through. So. Again, if you're depressed, if fear or anxiety or any of those things that have caused you perhaps to depress your life force, depressing how you feel, shutting it all down, okay, numbing out, one of the best things you can do is get angry. Because at least you have some type of life force or some kind of desire. Because when you're angry, okay, you actually have a desire. You're angry because you can't, you feel like you can't get it. You're angry because of the resistance that you feel like your belief is you can't have whatever it is you want. But at least you want something. So it brings you up out of that, that feeling of uh, no desire to at least you have a desire now. So truly, vibrationally speaking, on an emotional scale, it's a higher level of feeling than depression. So I'm not saying everybody should just go get angry. I'm saying if you find yourself anxious or fearful and you, sh you don't want to feel that, so you shut down, perhaps you try a different emotion to move through that. Because remember what I said, breakdown means you break through. And then you can break free. Now, feeling anger, I know for some people is scary because you've had anger thrown at you, perhaps, or maybe you've hurt people or maybe they've hurt you. But the emotion itself is neutral. Human beings have emotions. That's what we are. That's what that's part of being human. It's what you do with the anger. OK, it doesn't mean you have to stuff it. It just means 
you, there's very, very, there are many safe ways that you can feel that and release that in a way where you're not hurting yourself or other people. And if you want to know, come to Essence of Being because I can show you how to do it. There are many ways to do it. All I'm saying is I'm giving you different options to look at, perhaps to lift yourself up out of whatever place you're in if you're stuck. So if you can imagine above your head, let's do this. Imagine above your head an antenna, okay? And that antenna you have attached to your head. And it's going um, into, it's, it's basically it's getting bigger and bigger and it's rising above, rising above that fog of fear. So make that antenna go way, 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 way up. You're rising above. Let's say that you've been in this fog of fear or, or fog of anxiety. Imagine this antenna going way, way, way up. And it goes above the fear. It goes above the anxiety. So imagine it going way up and suddenly through that whole layer of fear and anxiety, you go into space. Now you're in space. That look down, look, look down at the earth. See how calm and peaceful the earth is and how beautiful it is and the connections between all that exist and feel the gratitude of that for just a moment. It's a great way, instead of going into the future mind, it's a great way just to give you a new perspective. Again, it's all about gratitude and appreciation to bring you present. Because if you go back, if you go into space and you look back at the earth and you realize, wow, I can, you can observe the, the, the storms. You can observe the beauty of where we are. There are no countries. There are no religions. It's, you know, imagine John Lennon, right? There are none of, there's none of that. So if you find yourself going into that space of Eeyore, we're all doomed. It'll never work. Remember Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore? Yeah. If you find yourself going to that place of it's not going to work, but I'll try anyway. Better not get this job. Better not be with this person. Better not take this turn. Might make a mistake. Better not do it. It's going to stay stuck. One of the best tools I know is to do the pension shift is what I call it. So the pension shift is a pattern interrupt. So if you find yourself in your head saying, I can't do it. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm afraid. I'm anxious. Whatever the feeling is. Okay. Whatever you're feeling at that moment, I want you to do a pension shift. And all that means is you catch yourself feeling, saying something like, um, I can't do that, or I'm afraid to do that. So you pinch yourself right in your, your uh, hand right here, where, and it kind of hurts. So you pinch yourself, and you shift it to, I choose to do that. I choose to know. I choose to know that all is well. I choose to observe. I choose to mm, be. So you use the word choose. So if you're saying something like, uh, I can't do that, you say, I choose to do that. 
Um, uh, if you find yourself saying, of course, in the essence of being, we say, if I can't, I must change it to, I must do that. It moves you forward. But this is a, this is a quick little, it's a pattern interrupt. It stops your thought process because you are so powerful. Your thoughts create, your thoughts have vibrations. Your words have vibrations. So if you find yourself, you hear yourself saying things that may not be serving you at the moment because you're afraid pinch yourself and shift it to, I choose to do it. I choose to make a new decision, but use the word choose. It's very powerful. Not I have to do it. Because that feels obligatory. I have to do something. It's I choose to do something. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I just call it the pinch and shift. Just pinch yourself and it stops you from thinking that for just a moment anyway. And I also, one of the best ways uh, or one of the things that people do a lot is they say, I should, I should, I should know better. I should have done that. I should be here now, not there. So if you start shooting on yourself a lot, it gets messy. That's a joke, kind of. No one's laughing. Wow, it's a tough crowd. Okay. All right. So, you know, spirituality and, and growth and, you know, all of this doesn't have to be so serious. And that's part of it. And it sounds silly, but that's the whole point is that we get so serious about fear and anxiety about everything. And so that it blocks our creative juices sometimes for us to be able to come out and blossom out. So, yeah okay to laugh okay all right uh now let me give us one more tool and then i'm going to uh share one more thing and then we'll do a meditation is that cool okay any question about the pension shift all right so if you're feeling alone maybe or isolated or maybe you just want to connect with people but you don't really want to because you're not sure how you can connect on an energetic level, by the way. And the other thing I want to remind you all, and me as well, we are not disconnected. We're not disconnected from our source. We're not disconnected from our own connection, our own oneness. We have a unique signature. It's always going to be there. It always has been there, and it's not going anywhere. Nobody could take that from you. Nobody. You have the ability and the control of allowing yourself to bring that life force in. You have control of that. And if you are in the I don't knows or in the unknown, the fear of the unknown, if you're just not sure how to handle things, one of my favorite tools is the universe to-do list. And the universe to-do list is where you take a piece of paper and you draw a line down the middle and on the left-hand side, you put all of your to-do. Put all the to-dos that you have to do today or that you are willing to do today. And on, it's things like, you know, I have to do an email, answer a question. I have to uh, take out the garbage, pick up the kids, whatever, okay? On the right side of the paper is the universe to-do list. Now, this is where you turn everything else over that you have no idea how to handle or you're not sure about. 
or you have doubt or fear or upset about. You turn it over to the universe and you give the universe actual orders because the universe has, and you can call it universe God, you can call it a source, great spirit, energy, whatever you want to call it, okay? You turn it over because it has more resources than you might understand yet that you might have, okay? You're turning it over to something else. And you use words like this, please handle and take care of blah, blah, blah. You don't have to know how. Take care of my parents. Take care of my kids. Handle my bills that are coming in. Show me the best way to bring in more income. Um, show me the best way to support my parents. So you use those kind of words. Guide me, show me, handle it, take care of it. You don't have to know how. Trust and allow and don't ask how. That's one of my favorite things in our workshops. But my point is, if you turn it over, the idea is that you're basically saying, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do what I can do today. That's all I'm going to be concerned about today. If you find yourself in overwhelm, just put down, this is what I'm doing today, and everything else is going to be handled. Don't know how. I just know it'll be handled. Because... Once you turn it over, the idea here is you can't go back and say to the universe, okay, it hasn't happened yet. You can't keep going back and looking at it. Going, you haven't done it yet. What's the matter with you? So it all happens in divine time, whatever that is. It may not be the timing that you think, but haven't you had things happen in different timings? Something happened and all of a sudden, wow, if that hadn't happened, then this wouldn't have happened. Everything kind of lined up. But you didn't make it that way, just kind of happened that way, just because the universe is conspiring in your favor. That's a great mantra, isn't it? The universe conspires in my favor. Yeah. And I always say, I pray for the highest good. You can pray or meditate or just ask for whatever you want to say for the highest good for all concerned. Amen. I pray for the highest good for all concerned, whatever that is. Uh -huh. Don't know what it is, but it's going to be good. Good. Yeah. I'll take it. Can't go wrong doing that. Hey, Sherry. I see you down there talking. Okay. So the um, some people might be afraid to change because transformation and change can be scary to some people because they feel like they have to let go of what was. What do you mean I have to change? That's a fear that a lot of people have, things are changing. So if I let go of what was, then who am I now? I'll just stay with what I'm at, uh, where I'm at. So a lot of us will try to hold on to the trapeze bar while we're growing for the next one. If you can imagine trying to hold on to what you have and what you've been through and who you are, and then not letting go of that in order for you to get the next trapeze bar, that's gonna be very painful. <laughs> Because what do you have to do in order to let go of that trapeze bar? Yeah, you have to let go of the trapeze bar. You have to fly. So letting go of that trapeze bar in order to catch the next one, okay? There's a moment in time where you fly. 
There's a moment in time where there's doubt, where there's fear. There's like, oh my God, I could fall. I might hit the bottom. I might crash down on the rocks. How do I know I'm going to fly? So this is that faith experience. And some of us need a faith lift, I call it. Okay. So sometimes we just need to trust and allow and not ask how. And the point is, if you let go of that trapeze bar, you know there's another one coming for you. Maybe you don't know what it looks like or how it's going to get there or when it's going to get there. But in order for you to fly, you have to be unencumbered. You cannot drag it around with you. And when you change, that's what the transformation is. If you can think about the butterfly, that caterpillar has to let go of its form in order to change into a butterfly. It's that metamorphosis that happens in nature. And that is natural. And you've heard this before. I'm sure the, the only constant is change, right? I mean, there is change happening all the time in our body. Therefore, if you can just look at, I'm holding on to the trapeze bar at the same time I'm trying for something else, it's never going to be very easy that way. And you don't fully live in either or. You're kind of straddling it, kind of dangling. Some of you might feel dangling at times. So guess what? You can always let go of that trapeze bar and allow the next one to come to you and grab onto that. But you can always go back to it. You can always go back to the other one if you want to. But if you've got something that you're moving toward, you might as well just move toward and go for it and experience it fully, 100%, instead of being afraid to change and transform and go forward because you always are at choice. Okay, make sense? Helpful? Woo -hoo. Okay, so uh, yes, so let's do a little, I'm gonna give you a, uh, a little meditation. And I, like I said, normally we do other different kinds of things each month, but to, tonight I felt like this would be good, um, is to be able to uh, do this meditation whenever you're feeling overwhelmed or fearful or anxious, or you're not sure and you don't feel grounded. So it's a two-part meditation. The first part of this is where you're grounding yourself, grounding meaning getting in your body, being present, allowing yourself to be here and not floating around somewhere in space, bringing yourself into your body and being grounded. And the second part of it is allowing yourself just to bring in what you really want and to clear out all the cobwebs and all the stuff that's causing you to feel that way, okay? so that you can bring in more of what you want while you're grounded at the same time. All right, so it's called running your energy. So just, if you would, just play with me for a minute. Just close your eyes. And if you're driving, don't do that. You'll have to go back and listen to the recording so that you'll have this, but keep your feet on the floor and your hands on your knees. Just take a deep breath. By the way, when you breathe out and you, ah, that is, uh, that is the tone of your heart. 
Okay, when you say, ah, that is a heart tone. So breathe in one more time. Ah, just relax your head and your neck. Relax your shoulders. Let your arms just sit on your lap. Sink back into the chair or wherever you're sitting. Let your back sink into it and your bottom sink into the chair. Or the bed or wherever you are. Relax your hips. Pay attention to your legs and relax any tenseness in your legs, your knees, your ankles, your feet. Wiggle your toes. Wiggle your fingers. And listen to my voice. And imagine at the base of your spine is a grounding cord. And this grounding cord is attached to the base of your spine. It can look like a tree or a tube or a rope. And this grounding cord is attached to your spine, pulling you into Mother Earth, pulling you in. And this cord is going down, down, in, into Mother Earth. And it's going into the mantle of Mother Earth, all the way in to the center and the core. And it's pulling you in, feeling grounded, feeling here in your body. And then go ahead and dump out anything in your body, in your mind, in your heart that you're fearful of or anxious about or uncertain with or anything negative. Just dump it out that grounding cord. Just let it flow out. And it's flowing into the grounding cord, into Mother Earth. And it's dissipating in Mother Earth. She is the great recycler. She can handle it. So just say to yourself, I release all negative fears, all negative thoughts, anything of, that is dark or uncomfortable and let it just flow out of your body. And then once you've done that, I invite you to focus bottom of your feet. And then feel the cool Mother Earth's energy, that grounding energy, feel it coming up from the earth, up through your feet, up through your knees, up to your legs, up to your hips, and right back out your grounding cord. I invite you to feel it again, bringing up that grounding energy, pulling up from the bottom of your feet, Going up to your knees, up to your legs, up to your hips, and then right back out your ground. 
and go ahead and just put that on automatic pilot. Just feel and see and know that energy is coming up through your feet and going right back out your grounding cord. Very grounded. It's safe to be in your body. And just let that flow on its own. And I invite you to now focus on the top of your head. And imagine the top of your head, a giant faucet or spigot. And this giant faucet or spigot, go ahead and reach out and turn it on. And out comes out of this faucet, white light, universal divine love, only love energy. This white light is flowing almost like water flowing down on top of your head going down the back of your neck flowing down filling up your spine going down your spine all the way down to your hips right back up through your tummy filling you up going up through your chest coming up through your neck coming up through your face and right back out the top of your head. And this is a continuous flow of white light just filling you up, flowing down the back of your neck, down your spine, back up through your tummy, back up through your chest, up through your neck, up through your face, right back out your head. And it's filling you up, filling you up with white light, filling you up with light, filling up all the dark spaces, filling up all the empty places, filling you up with the knowing that all is well and that you are loved and that you are safe. And when you feel full, you can go ahead and reach up and gently turn that faucet, gently turn it back where the flow will always be there if you want it, but you're full now, full of white light, full of love, full of knowing all as well. Feeling at peace. And then I invite you to one last time feel Mother Earth's energy one last time coming up from the bottom of your feet going up through your knees, up through your legs, and right back out your grounding cord one last time.
and breathe. And then lastly, go ahead and cut off your grounding cord and let it fall deep into Mother Earth as it dissipates. Then take another deep breath. <sighs> Rub your feet on the floor and your hands on your knees. And when you feel like it, I gently, gently open your eyes. All is well. So that's called running your energy. And you can do that anytime where you feel grounded, dumping out all the stuff that doesn't feel right, doesn't feel good. And then bringing in that white light that love energy, yeah? Filling you up. So you feel grounded and full of what you want. And I invite you to come play with us. We're doing Essence of Being, you guys, in Texas. In May. Come play with us in Texas in May, and we're doing our Higher Vibes class in June. And we're bringing the gurus in from India for uh, Reiki certification and just playing in Reiki and past life stuff, if that's something you're interested in. I'm bringing them in from India, here in Atlanta, coming to Atlanta. So just check out essenceofbeing.com and look at our upcoming events. Look at the schedule of events essenceofbeing.com and just check out all the cool things you can do with us and experience this in the flesh <laughs> and be able to experience more of this and um, next month we're going I'm going to be out of the country and leading a spiritual retreat in Italy and we are doing um, but I am going to still have the power hour remember it's the third Wednesday of every month I've been doing it like that for nine years, I guess. So it's the third Wednesday of every month. And the next one we're doing is May 17th. I'll be in Italy, but I'm going to be giving you a meditation, strangely enough, which I don't do a lot of on these things, but it's going to be on soul retrieval. What the, the? So if you ever feel like you're scattered and you want to bring the parts of you back, it's a good meditation. So I'm going to be offering that while I'm out of the country so that you can have that and you can just register for it like you did before and uh, you'll get the recording. So Sue, do you want to say anything? I just want to say this was wonderful, Burge. Thank you for doing this. And um, Burge will be sending a follow-up email. My calendar link will be on there. And I welcome the opportunity to 
connect with any of you for a 30 minute chat. So reach out to me and give me a call. Um, just to let you know, you know, I'm, I, as Birch said, I'm a, an EOB coach. I'm also a confidence trainer and a teacher, leader, educator, speaker, all kinds of things. And I love visiting with new people. So connect with me. Awesome. Yeah. So if you have anything coming up with for the next month or so, anything at all that you want support in, we're just offering a support and a connection. Uh, and she can help guide you maybe for something that if you're feeling anxious or fearful or anything at all that you want support in, she's offering um, just to kind of give you some support. So that's just who we are. We're supportive. <laughs> that's our that's our essence of being family. So I invite all of you to come play. I see that some of you said come to Florida. I was in Florida in September. <laughs> but I'll be in Texas and Atlanta and Italy. And oh, I'll be in Phoenix. We're going to Phoenix in July doing essence of being. So uh, and then we have our big mastery class uh, coming up in November, which is our big advanced retreat uh, for all of the graduates of Passionate Manifestation. If you haven't done that one, that's our second level. But check it all out on essenceofbeing.com, everybody, and come play with us because now's the time. And we need more conscious beings in the world. So come play with us. And until I see you again, what you focus on expands, everybody. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Burge. Thank you, Burge. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, Burge. Love you too, Burge. Thank you, Burge. And you're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you. Come play with me. I see you out there. <laughs> Say go to essenceofbeing.com and check out the schedule, you guys. We've got some Thank great you. stuff coming up. Yeah. Thank Bye, you, Birch. You're welcome, honey. Bye, Nancy. Bye, -bye oh, darling. Hi, Colleen. Yes, it's good to see you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. And Deborah and Joe and Sherry, thank you for being here. Katharina. All right. Take care. Miss you all. Just come play with me, then you won't miss me. <laughs>